say hombre, hold another bottle. Look a little closer, cigar in Moscato. An actor in improv, coming from Chicago. Alto, make way for Paul Gato. Pablo, see, I'm going to call it Please hold for the show. <laughs> I'm just updating uh, paulvato.com. And then this way, people can come. Oh, you're already on camera. You know what? I, the, it's only fair that I also turn on my video. I like your background a lot better than mine. Look at that. I love it. Let's end. Thank you. Sorry. Woo! Make it stop. There are sound effects. Laughing, applause. If if you don't like them, if they bother you, no. And we can shut them off, you know. So so you tell me uh, what you like or or what you want to, you know, how you want to do this. Something tells me they're not real. No, it's people in the audience. Uh, and and uh, <laughs> that's ridiculous, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so they can applaud, they can laugh, they can. Uh, they had a poop emoji. I think they might still have it, but it, it doesn't make the sound anymore, which is nice. Uh, so you know, audience are pooping themselves. Well, I, you know, if I say something that's that's inappropriate, like I'm sometimes prone to do, you know, they'll give no. you, they'll throw up a little poop emoji. I don't think, I'm, I'm, you know what? Maybe they removed it. Oh, no, mm -hmm. it's still there. Uh, wow. And there's, there's a chat room. You know, people can, can leave us messages. You know, so, so th that's what I like about this because there's video. It's automatically saved. So we can always download it and repurpose it for, for content. I thought you might have a problem getting on, but look at you. People you love the idea of repurposing for some reason. Yeah, because you record, it's evergreen. You record it once and then you can chop it up and reuse it. And, you know, because there's so many platforms, you know that there's so many platforms that, that you know, it's nice to record something once and be able to use it often, I guess, you know. And I'm sure whatever is said is such it's going to be so golden. We're going to want to repurpose it and keep it and hold it and forever. <laughs> What's that about? Uh, I think that's the party hat. Yes, that sound, uh, th that's the party hat. And again, if it bothers you, I can always mute them. So if it becomes too much, we can always. But But it's nice because you have audience interaction. I think it helps with the algorithm, if you will, you know, because they're like, oh, you know, 100% of the people really responded well to your show. And then, yeah. you know, and then Mark Cuban might uh, see us and then give us some money. I don't know. Oh. He's, he's one of the investors, one of the owners. So I guess we should start the show. Naomi, thank you so much for taking time to be here. Thank you. Yes, indeed. Wonderful. <laughs> well, um, I, I feel like we should just introduce you. I think everyone, you know, knows who you are. But more importantly, again, thank you so much for taking time out of your very busy schedule. I know that you were just filming and I can't wait to do a little bit of a dive and you tell me, you know, how much time we have. I think, I think we have an hour, but you know, if, if, uh, if it's quicker, you just let me know because I know that you're a very busy person. Uh, so again, thank you for being here. And, uh, 
let's, I guess, let's, where should we start, Naomi? Where would you like to start? Do you want to just introduce yourself? No, no, it's your show, wherever you want to start. Well, I'd I'd like to start close to the beginning. You know, I I know that you're from from Denver. Is it Denver? I know you're from Colorado, or or is it Denver, Colorado? And and but then you wound up in in Chicago or in the Chicagoland area. So so maybe um, what was that like growing up in Denver? And and then also, of course, oh, I almost forgot. I was going to start the whole show in Spanish. Never mind. Mm. So gracias por estar aquí, Naomi. I think if anything, you could teach me Spanish, I'm, I'm guessing, because you taught Spanish for a while. But uh, yeah, so so tell me a little bit about just growing up in Denver and then uh, how maybe you got into acting or if that's something you always wanted to do. And then we kind of move to the maybe Chicago years and then your great success on, on stage and television and the shows that you've written and the TV shows that you've been on. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, not a ton of Spanish speakers in Denver. Um, my, uh, but my parents, uh, lived in Colombia actually, and they were original Peace Corps volunteers. And so I grew up in this very, um, just kind of cultured home. Uh, we watched exclusively Sunday morning with Charles Kuralt and Cosmos with Carl Sagan. So, uh, you know, if it wasn't like, astronomy it was poetry you know what I mean it was very like highbrow and um as a result I kind of grew up just like always wanting to be like have my own sitcom uh because it was sort of this forbidden fruit you know um my dad was an architect my mom was a pianist and uh I'm an only child um so you know I was I was a little bit of a, a, a an odd duck uh in denver um you know people people always say like oh i love denver so much and i don't know i didn't i i i I didn't i don't agree um but that's only because i kind of i went to like a really mean high school and i'm sure all the mean girls are listening but um uh yeah i just um I, it it was, uh, it was a, it was quite white bread and, uh, and very, um, meh, uh, basic, a lot of basic bitches. And, um, while (laughs) hilarious, I know, uh, while I was, um, uh, you know, but, and I, whatever, I feel like I'm in therapy right now. Um, basically I, I became, I was always like a very, very um, kind of go-getter kid. And I was in all the plays and all the, you know, won all the awards and was all the, thank you, thank you, yes. You know, uh, Olympics of the Mind, student council, school play, marching band, cheerleading, piano, voice, on-camera acting, I mean, you name it. Uh, You know, uh, Spanish club, I was a president. Um, and, And so by my senior year well not even my junior year I was like over it like I'd I'd already kind of won everything already and I just I get I had to get out of there so I became an exchange student and I lived uh for a year in Argentina and that's really where I learned Spanish I thought I knew everything when I was you know Spanish club uh president but I got there and I was just like you know Machu Picchu everybody uh that was a joke um but anyway yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> right? That's more like. Good. It. Good. Um. But uh. Yeah, so 
what's, what's I think is interesting um, is that that was the one year that I did something other than acting. Like I'd always been very focused as a kid. Um, I mean, while I, you know, <laughs> I had my focus split by all the other activities that the school offered, um, I was always like, I always knew I wanted to be an actor, um, you know, like I said, my folks were great about exposing me to culture. We went to the ballet and the symphony and the opera and the theater and the cinema and you name it. Um, and I just always remember kind of looking up there on stage, just wishing I was one of them. Like I just wanted to be up there. Um, and so uh, I think when I, <laughs> I got there, anyway, when I, uh, when I did, oh, now what? What did that no, mean? It's, it's a party. It's a party. Oh, it's a party now. Yeah, because we're in Argentina and the drinking age, there is no drinking age. And I'm 18. Uh, so, and everyone looks like, like uh, uh, what's so, that? And it's kind of accepted, right? The drinking and the, and the partying in Argentina. I mean, if you're under 18. Yeah. Yeah, it was, um, I don't know. It, it didn't, yeah, it didn't. Um, I don't know. For some reason, that that was just sort of accepted. Like, I remember that very first weekend that I went out with like the kids in my class, um, you know, the girls, and uh, I remember coming home at like six in the morning and thinking, "Oh my god, they're gonna send me home!" And like, I'm, I'm <laughs> like, this is it. I lasted like a week, week in Argentina. Yeah. And sure enough, I got home and my my host father was like, "Hey, you know, um, how was it?" And I was just like, "Wait, really? <laughs> okay." And it was, and that was just life, like, you know. They just go out until six in the morning when they're 18 years old. It's not weird at all. Yeah, exactly like that. Um, but anyway, whatever. The point is, I really kind of filled my well that year. You know, I um, like I said, I like had a life for the first time, I think. And uh, don't get me wrong. I still, upon uh, the year's end, I... Uh, returned to the United States and went straight to Chicago where I was a theater major at Northwestern, which was again, like eyes on the prize, you know, cause, and, and at that point I was really like with my people, you know, cause the, the you know, kids at Northwestern are, are very driven, super motivated. I mean, I always kind of wondered like, did I just, am I filling a quota? <laughs> because while I was in Argentina, my parents actually moved to uh, Taos, New Mexico, so I always thought, hmm, you know what? They probably don't have enough kids from New Mexico here. So that's how I got in. But um, anyway, I, again, I, I definitely felt like I was found my place at NU. Um, and uh, but it was it was nice too to to know like there was more out there, you know. And I think, and that's one thing that kids that go straight to you know a conservator a conserv conservatory or whatever don't realize like I'm really glad I had that opportunity to just go out there go out and um and go out you know to uh ex experience uh, being one of the only women in a soccer game uh be experience um you know the southernmost city in the world experience um you know homesickness and experience um 
you know, falling in love for the first time with an entire soccer team. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's, uh, I, I think that that was like a really formative year. And it's like, honestly, like informed every, every aspect of my life. Like, from once I got home, and I know the irony is you were asking about Denver, then you were asking about Chicago. I've told you nothing about either except uh, Argentina. But that year has followed me ever since. Like, I mean, I had no, I had no idea. Like, you know, from the guys I date to, uh, you know, the the survival odd jobs I've, I've had to hold. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I was a Spanish teacher at the Playboy Mansion, for God's sakes. Um, I mean, you name it, like in every way that sort of informed my my life. And um, I mean, don't get me wrong, quitting my job at the Playboy Mansion and just and just quit ditching the day job to begin with uh, is really like the greatest thing that ever happened to me in terms of, um, you know, success. Like there's marks of success and, you know, having being able to, you know, buy a buy a place in West Hollywood for God's sakes that's huge uh, and then be able to like fill it with fan art of yourself also huge but being able to like you know like I said quit that day job that that doesn't get any bigger but amazing, amazing. and I don't I, I think you put it out there so I'm gonna ask you if there's anything you don't want to talk about by all means you know j- just let me know but there's a rich history it, where you live is there not the, the place that that you bought the the, the I don't know if it's oh, yeah, a, that's or a, a home yeah or a I happened to buy uh, Peter Lawford's last residence and um, don't get me wrong like <laughs> we here at, at this you know in this condo association treat it like you know like these were his glory days like you know uh, we call it the Lawford and in the meantime, like if you write, read his bio, like this is where he came to die. You know, this were like the, this was, he lived here one year and it was like the worst year of his life. Like he spent um, some of it actually at the Betty Ford center where he had cocaine, like helicoptered in. So, you know, he wasn't trying to get better. He was just holding on um, until he died, uh, not inside, but um, although he does visit me every now and then, um, you know, uh, if we're lucky, the lights will flicker and, you know, uh, he's a good ghost though. He's very, very oh, um, good. Wonderful, yeah. wonderful. And, and I, I don't think I'm going to just let... next door. And, and just last night as I was coming home, I, I, saw, I met her for the first time and I told her all about it. I know she thinks I'm a complete loon, you know, telling her about the ghost. <laughs> now, I, I don't want you to just gloss over because I didn't know. I knew that you taught Spanish. I did not know that you taught it at the Playboy man- Mansion. And maybe I'm, you know, glorifying this, and as, as I'm sure all the perverts in the audience are. But <laughs> if you want to talk a little bit about that, well, were you were you teaching the the, the playmates uh, Spanish, or is that? Yeah. Well, specifically Bridget, if you ever remember that show, there was a um, a show called uh, The Girls Next Door, uh, and it featured, it was like a reality show that uh, followed the lives of uh, Hugh Hefner's main three girlfriends, and Bridget was the smart one, uh, and that was my student. Um, I, it's not to say that Holly and Kendra were not, but, you know, they all had, like, their persona, and um, 
I think the truth of it is that uh, Holly was taking French, and so like Brit, you know, Bridget needed a thing, and so she she took Spanish. Anyway, we continue to be friends to this day. Like she's she's really big on Halloween, um, which is awesome because I I am too. I mean, I've always just been into dressing up. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, look, I'm not going anywhere today, and I don't. You know, I'm gonna have to dry clean this after just to sit here and talk to you on, you know, Zoom. But um, uh, anyway, that what I'm saying is I, yeah, I, I love Halloween and, and so does she. And so we invariably, I, you know, uh, I become her kind of uh, consummate plus one every October and vice versa. Wow, oh, amazing. Well, if you ever need a, a, a plus two, let me know. Ah! I'm sure. I'm sure yeah, you get yeah. I'm sure everybody offers that. I you know, you're such a giver. Thank you so much for you really take one for the team. I I can't thank you enough. Absolutely. Any you know that. Anything for you or a Playboy model, of course, 100%. <laughs> I've I've only been with one, so you know, I I need to work on my my numbers. Right. So there you go. Uh, so, so that's man. So, so that's wonderful. What was uh, Chicago like, and and around, and if you don't mind saying, like the year that that was, and and I guess what I'm trying to get to is, I know that some my, some of my other friends that have now wound up on TV shows were also there at Northwestern, but I don't know if they were there around that same time. But but you know, a, a lot of especially people that came out of the Second City, or I mean, wound up at Second City or Improv Olympic after. Being, you know, because they were at Northwestern. Was there anyone of of note or fr friends of ours that 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 you know uh, of? So I was there. Well, uh, I was there ninety three to ninety seven. I just last the I lasted just four years because that's how long it took to go through school, and that's as much winter as I could handle. You know, I know people think, "Oh, Denver, you're used to weather." No, 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 no. It's not even the same thing. Like. Denver, it'll be like snowing and then you're like skiing in, you know, Daisy Dukes in fresh powder and like 70 degrees weather like later in the day. It's like if you don't like the weather, like wait a half hour. If you don't like the weather in Chicago, good luck. Like it, it, <laughs> it'll change in about nine months and yeah. it'll be excruciatingly hot. So, yeah. Um no, I, um, I'm trying to think of who was there with me. Um, well, I can tell you, Zach Braff was in my, in my class, okay. um, from Scrubs. Um, uh, Seth Myers was a year ahead of me and, and his brother Josh, yeah, his brother Josh was a year below, uh, you know, he was on Mad TV and among other things, uh, you can imagine Christmas at that house. Um, um, well, of course. And then I don't know if they were already friends with Ike Barinholtz, but, you know, I grew up in Chicago. Oh, and yeah. So, so I, I, and I know Al and his father, who for the longest time had my headshot in his office, and Ike would just, I guess, look at it and go, like, why do you have Votto's headshot in your, in your yeah. office? But, but it, it, it's, that would, it'd be interesting. When, once, once I talked to them, I'd like to find out if they actually knew Ike while they were at Northwestern, because I knew that Seth Did and Josh. Did he go there? No, I no, I didn't go to college, but he grew up in Chicago. So it'd be interesting okay. to know, if, you know, at, at uh, either Improv Olympic or yeah. you know when that whole group 
ended up at Improv Olympic specifically and then Second City. So, you know, I didn't do Improv Olympic or Second City while I was in Chicago. And that's kind of a regret um, just because those were amazing, you know, opportunities. I mean, I did do IO once I moved out to Los Angeles. Um, I was uh, when I was at school, I actually got involved with a theater called the Torso Theater, which, you know, true Chicago and will know uh, for uh, uh, cannibal trailers on crack or Shannon, Shannon Doherty shoots a porno. Um, those, I was basically heading down to Bucktown, uh, to show my boobies, uh, every Friday, Saturday, uh, for, gosh, I don't know. Those were long running shows. They ran for, I mean, years and years and years. I was only in them for maybe, you know, a year, a year and a half, which was a substantial amount of time, you know, um, yeah. Uh, you know, actually, Alexandra Billing, she's a, a name actor at this point. She, uh, um, well, she was trans then, but she's trans really wasn't something we talked about <laughs> then, uh, and it, but it is now. And um, I mean, she's an amazing advocate for the trans community and uh, people probably know her from Transparent. Um, but also she was... Uh, she was in um, uh, she was in Wicked recently on Broadway. She has a new book that just came out. So she was one of my contemporaries there at the at the torso. Um, but yeah, it was uh, I remember some every now and then like fraternity date parties would come and like rent us out like they we they come for the show. And I was like, oh, this is really awkward because I'm I am I was like showing my tits for, you know, zbt or whatever and then and invariably i'd like hey hey can i get a ride back to evanston with you guys (laughs) 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 yeah of course but you know i mean to be fair uh these were comedies like i was i was never about you know uh titillating if you will uh it was all just about um it was kind of like shock theater and, um, you know, no one was in the audience like getting off on what they saw. Believe me. <laughs> it was it was about um, just being like outrageous, really. Mm-hmm. And and I really appreciated that. I ha- there's a part of me that is totally outrageous. Well, uh, and, and, and I, unfortunately, I've not seen the shows that you've written. But I, I know that they're somewhat, the titles are, are titillating, I guess you could yeah. say, um, uh, and, and, and a little bit, of, you know, with, with pun, punnery, which I love great puns. And I know that some people think it's the lowest form of, of comedy or humor, but I love a good pun. Uh, so, so maybe we can talk a little bit about the shows, because it, it, I would imagine that that's maybe then what took you to Edinburgh uh, around that time. What was the first show then that you wrote and, and performed and that was your production? Yeah. So when I first moved out to L.A., I, you know, I was going to the, back, you know, back, get backstage west every day and, you know, submit my headshot. And I, I did that for like years and got, of course, nowhere uh, with that. Um, and it was kind of two years in that I realized, like, 
this is ridiculous. Like I got a degree from a very prestigious, you know, university to pursue this thing. And, but what am I really doing with it? Like, I'm basically like going to the post office every day. Like I'm a professional mailer is what I am, you know? And so I, that's when I was like, okay, I just need to, like, I'm not being cast in a traditional way. So I just got need to cast myself. And so that's when I, uh, I got busy writing this show. This, this, the particular, this, the first show was called girl in Argentine landscape. And that's not necessarily as, um, uh, salacious a title as you're probably referring to, but um, that particular show was again, it was about that, you know, kind of formative year I, I, I'd mentioned in Argentina. Um, it was it's a coming of age story. It's uh, it's my own sort of journey, meta metamorphosis from a big dork to a badass, and um, uh, yeah, that show, um. Yeah, I really, I, I feel like it kind of, it while it didn't really open any doors in Hollywood per se, it definitely kept me in the game. Like I, it, re, it reignited my passion to be here and to do this. Like I, I kind of forgotten what it felt like to be on stage. And then all of a sudden I was back up there going like, wow, oh, this is, this feels good. This is where I'm supposed to be. Um... So, uh, yeah, and that um, that that particular show actually I took to Chicago to a, a, a theater festival there. Uh, also, the L.A. Women's Theater Festival. I actually um, shot it and have uh, actually mounted like a subtitled version uh, on the big screen in Argentina. And that was cool, you know, to, a kind of a homecoming to be like, thank you. Like, you guys did this for me. Um, anyway, I did that. And then, uh, around what year, uh, for, forgive me for interrupting around yeah. what year are we talking about when this is happening then? So that would have been like 2002, I think. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah. And f from there I went on to the groundlings cause I, at that point I realized like, okay, I need to be creating like, <laughs> duh. Um, so uh, I, I got quite involved there and I, you know, went through all the levels and uh, um, managed to go through the the Sunday company. And, um, you know, I was eventually caught and uh, which, of course, felt just like doom and gloom. It was like, I'll never survive. Uh, and of course I did. Um, and I, I mean, I laugh now. It's like, honestly, the... <laughs> The, the list of successful comedians that that were, you know, caught from the Groundlings is way longer than the ones that ever made it. Um, so, you know, I mean, honestly, I think they did me a ginormous favor. It took me a while to, to see that. But um, uh, I, I, I honestly, I came out of there quite honestly, like really down. I, I really managed to believe the uh director at the time um who yeah i'm not gonna say her name um but uh she, I, I you know she managed to convince me that i was completely worthless at this and so i uh, i believed her and i i that's when i that's when i started teaching spanish kind of full time because i was just like okay i need a job i need a boyfriend 
I need all the things that I've been de denying myself uh, because, you know, I was, I've been following this pipe dream and, um, you know, don't get me wrong. <laughs> uh, that lasted like a year, even then I don't think the boyfriend lasted that long, but uh, you know, I realized like a year in like, no, I need to be creating like, um, um, uh, uh, what was I saying? Um, I'm going to meet cut out momentarily. I don't know. Oh, I'm was. sorry. I was, I just got a call. I didn't realize how that would work. Okay. No, okay. Anyway, um, so you're back, no, but, you're back. Uh, yeah, I think it was about a year in that I realized like, no, I need to be creating like the fact that I'm, yeah, I mean, I don't get me wrong. Teaching Spanish actually really suited me. Like for the first time ever, I had this like captive audience, you know, uh, they didn't realize I was basically like workshopping, uh, bits, you know, I mean, so what if they were in Spanish, they were, you know, I, I <laughs> um, I, I, I was, I got to wear my own clothes for God's sakes. And again, you were, you, you know, I'm, I like to dress, but, um, yeah, so it was about a year in, that's when I started writing the second, my second show, Carnival Knowledge. Uh, that's the, the one that you were referring to has a suggestive title. Um, a title, but, but, uh, and sorry to interrupt again, but, um, who was your model before I forget? So who was your model on your first show? The girl, girl, the Argentine. When you say model, you mean what kind of, isn't there a, a sexy photo on the cover on the front? That's me. Okay. I just wanted to make sure because you were talking about uh not having a salacious is that the word salacious title but it doesn't have a salacious title but and even then quite the I, photo, I don't know but i pictures. think of that okay uh so if people are wondering it, yeah my naked back end is on the is on the cover uh and and for that matter it is on the cover of the uh uh uh, carnival knowledge too. Uh, and you can see that all on my website. It's, I'm, it's not a, a secret, um, which is just Naomi Grossman.net, but, uh, pardon the pun. Uh, I'm um, sorry. Where, where is that? <laughs> Naomi Grossman.net. Thank you. Um, uh, but Don't leave now, guys stay for the podcast and then you can go, 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 yeah, you know, I mean, obviously sex sells and that was the thought behind that. But, you know, the first show is actually set in an art gallery and that that image is art as far as I'm concerned. Like you go to Florence and you see David and it's not uh, not that different. I mean, he's got a different front side than I do, but, you know, from behind, <laughs> <laughs> you know person. Yeah. <laughs> I mean you know he's a boy and I'm a girl but the point is uh they're um we're it, it's just a it's the human form um carnival knowledge <laughs> actually it's a funny story behind that that original picture um I was trying to take headshots with a guy and he kept saying like oh we should do nudes we should do nudes and I was like yeah, yeah, yeah. Calm down. And then he eventually 
he whipped out his book, uh, with book is not a euphemism. He whipped out his, uh, yeah, a uh, book of nudes. And I was like, oh, oh yeah, we should shoot nudes. Cause I, I just didn't really, I didn't understand what really how talented he, he was. Um, so sure enough, I ripped off all my clothes and then we took that photo. Um, I don't think I even used the headshots we he took. Like I hired him for headshots and I, I don't know how that ended. Um, then of course my, um, the other show carnival knowledge also features me kind of in a, it's actually like a the Brazilian carnival, you know, costume. Um, which I actually, I, I was wearing that for a, a Halloween party, a Playboy mansion. Um, and I, uh, I had my neighbor at the time, you know, shoot some, you know, document this, this outfit. And, um, and that, yeah, again, it wound up on the cover. Cause I figure hey, it's set at a carnival, like, yeah, it makes sense. Um, this, so anyway, carnival knowledge, uh, again, it was sort of born out of just my own desperation because I, I needed to create. And, um, you know, nine months later, I was basically gave birth to, to my second. Uh, and that show, again, um, had a great reception here in L.A. It was um I mean, you know, I, and from there I went on to uh, Edinburgh and was um, uh, transferred to the West End in London. Uh, it's actually gone on to like colleges all over the country and uh, it had a really nice, nice life. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, again, but I, I was still kind of like, okay, what's it going to take, you know, at Hollywood? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm like created these like pieces they've been all over the world they've gotten you know rave reviews and award nominations i mean you name it like but i'm still like i still can't even go to the doctor with sag insurance and so um you know that i'm really you know that american horror story really was by far my my biggest break i mean it's not to say that i wasn't you know what, what do they say um, luck is when preparedness meets opportunity. And, um, you know, I think I was ready. I think I'd been doing the work all along. Um, but, um, yeah, just that, you know, opportunity took its sweet, sweet ass time coming around. Yeah. And, and that's, I mean, I know maybe sometimes it's a little cliche, but, you know, everything happens for a reason, everything in due time, all that. But but uh, I I like all those sayings because I, they, they seem to really ring true many times. And did you submit yourself for for American Horror Story or did you have an agent or, or how did. No, yeah, I did have an agent. He was um, <laughs> it's funny. He was kind of a shyster. I'll be honest. Like he was literally out of like thousand oaks or something he was like like thousand oaks is known for like finding meth and hiding bodies like it's not a place it's not exactly your like hollywood mecca anyway i remember this guy like reaching out to me and i didn't have an agent at the time and i was like who is this and i googled him and of course i read like just all kinds of horrible things and i passed i said no thank you i'm good and then I, I remember I mentioned it to my best friend and he was like, what are you doing? 
doing. You should, you know, it's like dating, like kiss a few frogs. Like, even if you're not going to marry the guy, like just have the experience. Like, and I thought, you know what, hey, he's got a good point. So I went ahead and I reached back out to the agent and I was like, you know what? I will take a meeting. Let's do it. And so we did. And I remember, you know, um, he actually dropped a bunch of old Groundlings friends of mine's names. And because I had like, what, an hour and a half drive back, I had plenty of time to call them all and verify. And they all were like, yeah, yeah, he's going to make you take pictures that are super cheesy and, you know, with a stethoscope and a, you know, or whatever, you know, he's going to do all that crap. He's going to get kickbacks from the photographer that he forces you to go to. Like all that, like, you know, just bottom feeder bull that, you know, bad agents make you, the hoops they make you jump through. He did, he did. And they said like, you can count on that. However, I go out, (laughs) I get auditions, like, what you gonna do? So I was like, meh. You know, again, you kiss a few frogs. Just because you sign with the guy doesn't mean you're like, you know, with him forever. And I wasn't. I I was with him for one year. And in that amount of year, don't get me wrong, he still was atrocious. I think he got me like maybe three three auditions. Um, I mean, his whole his whole tactic was like just throwing actors at a you know, canvas and hoping who's, you know, somebody sticks. And I stopped, you know, one, one of those three auditions was for American Horror Story. And, um, you know, they were looking for a four to five feet tall, possibly malformed actresses. And I am barely any of those things, but I am, uh, I am five feet of fun. Um, so, you know, I knew not to wear my highest of heels to that audition. And, uh, and, uh, and yeah, I remember being in the waiting room and, and seeing this just like sea of little people. And I thought, oh man, like I have no, I don't have a, I couldn't handle candle to these people, but, um, who knew, you know, um, as it turns out, I, I actually was a replacement, which is interesting. A lot of people don't know that. But they'd cast another person, a little person before me. And um, yeah, they ended up, uh, they realized, oh, we need someone who is actually uh, proportionate. Um, And she wasn't. And I am. (laughs) So. And and I would imagine, and please correct me if I'm wrong, uh, also a, a, an actor. And I'm not saying that they were not actors. Yeah, yeah. But, but, but. Someone that that has the chops because you do such a brilliant character that you know Pepper is such a brilliant character and and the life that that you know that you've embodied there with Pepper is it's amazing and you know uh, the whole arc and everything it's it's uh, amazing work Naomi and uh, thank you very much um, yeah I think I mean that was they yeah I mean I'm not gonna agree with you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but uh, in the audition, you know, it consisted of a monologue of Jessica Langs from season one. And then they gave me a ball and they asked me to try to get them to play with them as if I were like, you know, a four year old. 
So obviously I was like lost in this audition because, you know, it's not like theater where I might actually be cast to play a four-year-old. Like, no, if I'm 37, I'm going to play, you know, 32 to 45. You know what I mean? Like I'm not, you know, so that was a little, so I didn't quite know what they were up to. It wasn't until after I was cast, um, well, actually, there was the the callback, which consisted of a meeting with makeup where they basically like took a bunch of photos of me, which they then ma manipulated to see which would look the best with the makeup. But at that point, you know, they had a few girls in to do this and, and they knew any one of us could handle the demands of the role, you know, theatrically. It was really just a matter of like, who looked best? And I always love to remind myself that when I go to, you know, when I do have auditions, well, now we don't drive to auditions anymore. They're all virtual. But, um, you know, I would invariably always like flagellate myself on the way home. Like, ah, you know, uh, you, you, you sucked. You, you, you didn't do it the way you, you, you prepared or whatever. And the fact is like half the time it comes down to like the bridge of your nose. You know what I mean? Like if you look like the director's ex-wife, Forget it. It don't matter. You could be Meryl Streep and you're still not going to get that part. So. I've heard that story. They're yeah. like, oh no, you, you actually look like his ex-wife and uh, they didn't want you. Like what? Like, yeah. yeah, you? yeah. you look like someone's ex-wife? No, no. I heard the story about, yeah. Uh, and, and she was a model and beautiful. No, <laughs> no. I heard the story about, about an act, an actress that lost out, you know, because she looked like, you know, the, the ex-girlfriend or ex-wife of, of the, of the producer or the director. And it's, it's ridiculous. It could be anything. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, w w when I did, uh, when I got my first role, like as a masked Mexican, Mexican wrestler, they wanted to hire wrestlers first, but they weren't actors. And then they brought us in and it was the same thing. You never, you know, you never know what's going to happen. I'm sure I've gotten parts that weren't initially for me and I've lost parts that, and, I don't say I lost them. They weren't mine to begin with. So, you right. know, that's, I think that's the way we as actors yeah. have to look at it. Of course. Um, of course. Which actually leads me to uh, something that you and I have talked about. Because uh, you'd said initially when you said, oh, come on to my show. We'll promote your uh, yoga warrior, blah, blah, blah. I don't know if that's mine. I don't know if that's mine to win. I'll be honest. Uh, well, we have people here and maybe they can help because we have a few more days for that. Would you mind sharing that with? with yeah, the, with sure, sure, sure. I was so about to ask you about your yoga. Here's the thing. I, I already shared with you that when I have, when I hit rock bottom, that's when I get creative. Cause I, uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. I invariably, you know, I start like organizing my junk drawer. I start like doing anything and everything instead of like sitting down to write. I mean, that's kind of typical like writer <laughs> MO, but, um, uh, sure enough in the, during the pandemic, I, I, I mean, listen, I didn't bake bread and do puzzles and all that bullshit. Like most all people. 
but I did, you know, think about, you know, Whitney Houstoning myself in my bathtub. Like I, it was not, it was a dark, I was in a dark, dark place. Uh, and the thing that really like got me through was when I got creative again, once again, I, you know, I just got to work and I wrote this new one woman show. Uh, it's, it's my, the third in the trilogy and the evolution of Naomi Grossman. It's called American Horror Story. Um, this one does not have a nice booty shot on the cover, unfortunately. Not interested uh, that. <laughs> not interested. No, um, it does have a cool, it's a really cool image. It's actually me. Uh, very sexy looking, uh, looking down into a mirror uh, and the, the picture, the, the face is looking back to, back at me as Pepper. And um, it's uh, it's basically, I mean, I, I, yes, it's a convenient title given uh, my um, relationship with the show, but it's about that. It's literally it is my whore story. And when I say whore, uh, I don't mean promiscuous whore. I already wrote that show. That was Carnival Knowledge. Um, this is um, this is hustler whore. This is sort of an autobiographical anthology uh, chronicling my um, tales of self-compromise. Um, you know, all the ways I've sort of like sold myself out. Um, and I think I've maybe done it again in this stupid yoga warrior vote. So basically, everybody, so you know what I'm talking about, um, you know, these things take money. It costs money. And especially now, because, you know, back when I did Carnival Knowledge and, and, and Girl in Argentine Landscape, I basically, whatever money I didn't use to, like, eat or pay rent with, I just, you know, rented a theater and and, and put up these shows. This, uh, you know, I have m much bigger sites for this one. I, I want to sell this to a Netflix. I want this to be on Hulu, Amazon, Peacock, you name it. Um, and I don't see why not. Like everybody else has a one hour comedy special. Why not me? Uh, especially since that's now a thing. Like we are, we're, we're watching <laughs> those. We're cooped up in our houses and we're watching them. So, um, so I've written this show and, uh, but of course, because it, it needs to be, you know, broad broadcast quality, it's going to cost some money. And, um, so I thought what better way than to win the money? Um, so, uh, I, I, I heard about this, uh, competition and, uh, at first, you know, it, it, it seemed like a popularity contest because, you know, who, who, the person with the most votes wins. Uh, and um, that's how it was kind of going for a while for me, which was great. Because, uh, you know, because I was I am able to ride on the, uh, you know, American Horror Story fame. Um, and uh, I was in first place for a while, but now I've slipped. And I think it's it's pretty obvious the, the reason for that is because, you know, some people, some people, not me, um, and most likely not my people, but are, are purchasing votes. I'm not saying that can't be done, actually, by the way. Uh, this, uh, this vote, uh, it's sponsored by the Veterans Yoga Project. And so um, basically they offer a free daily vote once a day. And that's my ask. That's what I've been sort of like, you know, 
blowing up Paul and other pals to please, you know, cast their one free daily vote a day. Uh, but um, there's also this thing called the warrior vote. And actually today is two for one if you're so inclined. Um, again, that's not been my ask yet. <laughs> like today, like here now is the only time I've even said as much. But um, the fact is those the, those purchase votes um, actually benefit the vet veterans. So, you know, if you're looking for a tax write-off, if you uh, are just feeling philanthropic, if you have like a place for veterans in your heart and you want to do that, then knock yourselves out. Uh, but, you know, again, I'm... Um, I I really kind of want to win this the right way, and I, I I don't think it can be done. Actually, at this point, I'm I'm starting to be pessimistic, which is not it's not my style. But um, anyway, I mean, listen, it's not over till it's over. You're right. There's three more days uh, in this round, and so if people would, I would be so grateful uh, to go. Uh, actually, it's easiest if you just go to my Facebook page. Um, uh, I've got two, a friend page and a fan page, either one. They're both the same. Uh, the fan is verified. So that, that way, you know, it's me, uh, and, um, just go down to the very first link that appears. It says, I am yoga warrior.com. And if people click on that, uh, they can, um, uh, they'll basically see a picture of pepper in the splits and, um, and just below it, there's either that warrior vote, which, like I said, you're more than welcome to cast that if you like. Not my ask. the The real ask is for that free 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 daily vote. So you know, once a day, if you click on that, and then just follow the prompts uh, and wait till you get that little like there's a red uh, thing that says you know you have you know, cast your vote for Naomi Grossman, and and then you know your 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 work is done, and I can shut up for you know. 24 hours. <laughs> I, on the other hand, can ask you to, to uh, go, go ahead and buy some votes because they're two for one. Uh, oh. it, uh, you know, uh, because I can speak from experience as far as yoga goes, because for me, it was life changing and transformational. Uh, you know, I lost about, I ended up losing about 65 pounds. I still have a long ways to go. Uh, and it motivated me to even start, you know, my bad ombre yoga line, which I'm still, you know, that's, that's still one of the businesses that's in the works. But uh, so I, I can attest to the power of yoga and especially for men. And I would imagine, you know, cause it's not a thing that, that even though, you know, yeah, it was invented in India. Well, it was actually invented, I think in, in Santa Monica, California by, by white ladies, but then it went to India where it was mostly men. <laughs> I know it was, it was, you know, it was mostly men, but, but nowadays it seems to me that there aren't that many men doing it as much as they should. And especially if you have, uh, PTSD and, and, you know, you've been traumatized and are military men. So I think, I think it's for a great cause. So if anybody wants to donate, or if you just want to, if you just want to uh, sponsor, uh, produce Naomi's show, you know, send her a DM and, and then, you know, th then we're done. But yeah, if you guys could, as a personal favor, also go over there and vote and, and at least do the free vote for the next, you know, until the contest is over. Uh, I think we can at least give it the old college try because uh, Naomi, I, I would love to see your show uh, come to fruition and get made and produced and be on, you know, the, these services because, and you're right. Why not you? 
everyone has an hour and you're so brilliant and so talented that the world, you know, should not be denied this, uh, this third part of, of your trilogy. So, yeah. It, well, thank you. I think, um, listen, the show will go on. Like it, the number three is happening with or without the yoga warrior. Uh, I mean, that would have been a nice, uh, I mean, I'm a little sour grapes right now because I just kind of Google stocked all the, the the other, unfortunately, mostly girls. You're right. Men should be doing this. Uh, but in my competition and they're all like, oh, I want to, you know, pay off my student loans. Like I want to um, pay for my teacher train. It's just like <laughs> boring. But um, <laughs> oh, I, I don't know. I feel like I, uh, but Hey, it's going to happen one way or another. That's the good news. Like, you know, it, it, I don't care how, if I've got a, you know, I, it's, it's the, the avalanche is coming down the mountain. I'm just not sure how it's going to, you know, when it's going to hit and uh, how it's going to all go down, but um, it it will happen. But but how exciting and and how, Wonderful it would be if if you could get most of it paid for by winning this $10,000 grant from... That's what I thought. I just really, I like the meta idea of it. The the show is a love letter to fans. It's basically, it's it's me, pre-pepper, post-pepper, becoming pepper. um, And, you know, I just know people line up at these Comic-Cons to hear us just run our mouths, uh, you know, in these totally uncurated Q and A's, like, wouldn't you like to see someone like tell, uh, you know, spin these stories like a true raconteur, you know, that, that, that have been like thought through and, and, and crafted. Um, and that's what this is. I mean, I'm really proud of this show. I think it's, I think it's my best. Um, and, and that's saying something. I mean, the other two, you know, I've got nominated for an LA weekly theater award for the one, uh, you know, I got the LA weekly, uh, pick of the week for the other. So, you know, I mean, it's, it, it's, it's great and it needs to be seen and it will be, um, maybe it's not as a, a oh, yeah, horror, it's written. I, I wrote it in the pandemic. It saved my life, honestly. Amazing. Amazing. And, and um, oh, uh, what I wanted to say was also, you know, you mentioned your fans. And uh, I, I, know, I know a lot of celebrities. I know a lot of uh, friends that become celebrities. And, and you really, really go above and beyond to be available to your fans. Like, I, I, I stalked you on Cameo. And, you know, most people are like, hey, uh, you know, this message goes out to whomever, blah, blah, blah. It's a two-minute video. You go on for 10 minutes, 12 minutes, I don't know, 20 minutes. I mean, you really, really give give to your fans. And I know that can also sometimes be a little off-putting and a little dangerous, I think. Yeah, maybe. I, I, I don't – I hope not. But, you know, and you have to be careful. But I, I really love the fact that you make yourself available to your fans and, and, and to the people that love you. And there's so much love there. You know, I, I read the reviews on Cameo and they, you know, you go above and beyond for your fans. So thank you on behalf no, of- I didn't realize like, that those were public. The videos are public and, and the reviews, of course, are public. And, and uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, uh, unlike my other friend, Andy Dick, who, you know, he, he has a few bad ones. He probably forgot to do the video. I don't know. 
but <laughs> but yours are yeah nothing but complimentary so I think people well, and, and, are so good to me and I love them back so I yeah, saw I, Instagram I mean you talked about fan art when we first started but people giving you fan art at these and you do uh you know, uh, since we've been chatting, I've, you know, you've done several of these comic cons where, where they fly you out and, you know, but still you have to deliver, you have to be there and you, you're one of the fan favorites. So that's, that's amazing that, that you would do all that. Well, I mean, again, if, if had it not been for the hustle, you know, that again, that's the whole theme of this, this new show, but had it not been for those, what, 22 years that I was, uh, you know, grinding without a whole a whole lot of results um you know I, I probably wouldn't appreciate it so much but I remember I remember driving the Red Bull car I remember you know dancing for money at bar mitzvahs I remember slanging Spanish at the Playboy Mansion like I remember posing nude in art classes I remember you know what I mean like I I hustled and um and therefore yeah like the fact that somebody wants to pay my mortgage uh signing my name and taking selfies yes please like of course i'm going to be nice to them <laughs> they're 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 saving me from conjugating verbs <laughs> now so and, and I, I you know we're almost at the end of the show um did are, so are neither are either of your parents latino do they speak spanish or they do my that? dad lives in uruguay um okay okay it's funny he <laughs> I, I just sent him something at, at the post office and, you know, the lady with her ginormous long nails, clickety clack, clack, clack. Okay. Um, you know, one package to Hungary. I'm like, no, it's to Uruguay. And she's like, well, I think it's pronounced it's, Uruguay. No, I'm just kidding. Well, yeah, you are gay. You're, you are gay. Whatever. I, I say it the Spanish way, Uruguay. Uruguay. So, um, you know, she's like, yeah, Hungary. I'm like, no. Uruguay, like <laughs> anyway, I taught her something. She now wants. I, I pulled up my phone. I showed her photos. She's like, oh, I, I want to go there. Anyway, um, so yeah, my dad uh, lives in Uruguay now. Um, he uh, maintains a place also in Buenos Aires in Argentina. Uh, my mom's in New Mexico in Taos. Um, uh, you know, they were they were Peace Corps volunteers in Colombia. Uh, like I, I'd mentioned at the very beginning. Um, and I think that's probably the, like where my wanderlustness comes from. But it's funny when we're a family, I mean, we're not anymore um, since they divorced, but uh, we always were such a weird, you know, mismatch. Like my dad, so, he sounds like a Colombian like newscaster. Like he's has an immaculate accent. My mom, on the other hand, sounds like George Bush. She's from Texas, and there's like no getting around that. And then you know, and then I'm, I sound super cool in 1993. Like whenever I'm in Argentina, people are like, "Oh my god, your Spanish is great," but like <laughs> super dated. <laughs> like your slang is like no one talks like that anymore, Naomi. Pero che, che, uh, sí, che. Uh, ¿cómo es, y, y, y hoy, ¿cómo es tu español? Muy bueno, pero me tengo que ir. Veo que son las cinco y media y ya, me toca irme. Ya. 
that that's very Argentine. Ja, instead of ya. Ja. Ja. Ja, me tengo que ir. Naomi, muchísimas, muchísimas gracias. People are like, what the? They just switched to Spanish. So, Naomi. I'm sorry. That was me saying, oh, snap. Uh, translation, I got to go. I've got somewhere else to be at 530. So, thank you so much, Paul. I hope I didn't talk too long. No, no. Uh, uh, please, everyone, let's let's give Naomi a round of applause. And, Naomi, thank you so, so much for being here. Everyone loves you. Thank you for taking time out of your very busy schedule. And uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye, bye Naomi. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave the room open a little bit so I can tell them where to find you know your link again because I want yeah. everyone to go there and vote for you and follow you on social media. And, and it's not over till it's all ladies' day. Thank you, Naomi. Thank you. Bye-bye. Well, folks, thank you guys. In this hombre, hold another bottle. Look a little closer, cigar in Moscato. An actor in improv coming from Chicago. Outdoor, make way for Paul Bapto.